Abundance of love, abundance of grace, down to that cross, you took my place, oh God, you take my ransom, Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. In James 1.19, the Bible says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Great Instructions from our great God. Pray with me. God, thank you for being who you are. You're God all by yourself. There's no one like you. And God, we need you today to speak to us, to teach us what you would have us to know. God, I pray now that you would hide me behind the cross. Anoint me to say what you would have me to say. God, I pray you'd give us ears to hear what you say to the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible is the greatest book ever put together. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We need to get a higher view of God, and we need to get a higher view of God's Word. Um, There are so many people, personally, I have a Bible in almost every room in my house. It means I don't have to walk back to the bedroom to get the one off my reading chair to go and sit on the couch. We've got Bibles everywhere in this country, you maybe have a Bible, maybe you have multiple Bibles, uh, and I've told you this before, I feel led of the Spirit to say it again, people have asked me over the last 40 years of preaching, uh, Pastor Scott, what's the best version out there? Because there are many different versions, and I've told you, every time I read a passage that I'm going to be teaching, I usually read it in somewhere between 8 to 13 different versions, and I look for congruence. I look for bulk text agreement. I, I, I look for uh, the same thing being said because all of these versions were put together by scholars from the original manuscripts that were written Old Testament uh, in Hebrew, New Testament primarily in Greek, and so some of the versions actually are more scholarly than others. Any real deep theologian will tell you that their favorite version to read is the New American Standard version. That is by far the most in-depth literary word-for-word because some versions used a word-for-word mindset in their translating from one language to another, and that takes a long time. I've preached where I've had interpreters uh, in Spanish, and sometimes they just look at me like, okay, I know what K means, right? Uh, because some things, some, some preacherisms, some ghettoisms, some countryisms, some idioms, some colloquialisms don't have a word for word exact match. Um, it's like when we say, What's up? We don't really mean what's up. Uh, that has a whole different, my, my, my road dog. Uh, we, we don't really mean a four-legged canine, um, my ride or die. We don't really mean they're in a car with us all the time. But we've got these expressions, and if 
Nancy told you what every one of those expressions meant, and Deacon Dixon told you what every one of those expressions meant, and then Joyce told you what every one of those expressions meant, they may slightly use one or two different words in their breaking it down. So theologians, they love the New American Standard Version. uh, There's massive agreement on a couple of Bibles. Uh, First and foremost, the message is not a Bible, it's a paraphrase. It, they, didn't, they didn't do word for word. This Hebrew word most literally means this. That's the New American Standard. Lots of, that's the King James Version. They're word for word uh, translations. Other translations are thought for thought. That's how people uh, interpret when someone is speaking in a different language. When President Biden is up talking and they got the, the, the deaf uh, sign language lady, she's not signing out every single word he says. She's just hitting high points. She, she's just giving thought for thought, and uh, th- that's, that's where you can get messed up. The Message Bible, it's not a word for word. It's not a thought for thought. It is a paraphrase without scholarship, and it's not even a real Bible. Uh, I don't recommend it other than uh, for bathroom reading if, if you just want to waste time, but I'd put a better book there, and the other one I wouldn't recommend because most, most theologians around the world um, have literary and scholarly problems with the New International Version. Be, be it that as it may, when people say, what's the best version? I can tell you the ones I like the most. I can tell you the ones that I agree with the most. Um, but typically, I, I teach out of the New Living Translation. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic uh, translation it's got great scholarship in it and it also makes the point i love to read the king james because it's poetic it's majestic it's how i first learned to read the bible and to me and this 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 isn't really factual but in my mind it just sounds like god when, when, like even reading our opening verse I, I started quoting it from the king james then i had to back up and read it off the paper and uh, I, I'll give you my favorite example of how it sounds like God. Uh, if you go to the 23rd Psalm in the King James, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, I just love how that sounds. Um, the, God is the one who provides for me. It just doesn't give me the same mm, as the Lord is my shepherd. But... Having said that, I'm going to give you the answer that many of you have heard many times. What's the best translation? What's the best version of English Bible? If you're not going to learn Hebrew and Greek, if you're not going to spend hours trying to dissect every word to its original root word and etymology, then the best version is, without a doubt, the one you read. Because you can say, oh, I want to be a theologian. I'm just going to read the New American Standard. Woo, nice. You can say, well, I want to have the the depth of the majestic poetic sound of the King James. Cool. But if you just say, well, this is my favorite version, and it sits on the shelf, sits in the dashboard under the chair, uh, then it's not doing anybody any good. Can somebody say amen? amen? But this book gives us instructions from God. What a blast. What a hoot. 
Some of y'all, if, if you had somebody in your life that you loved, that you used to take wisdom from, that they used to talk to you, and they've gone on into the next life, and you don't get to hear their voice in it. You know some of y'all would just love to hear mama one more time tell you about life. Can somebody agree? Or grandma, or somebody. Listen. We, we serve a risen Savior. Our God is not dead, but he's not walking around in his church the way he was walking around in Galilee 2,000 years ago. So we can't hear him the way the first century church heard him, but we've got something even better. We can open that book and hear him anytime we want to, and I want to promote the Word of God to you today. Mm, great instruction. From our gra- this is the voice of God to us. You literally get to hear from the Lord. Every person in this room, you might not acknowledge it, you might not admit it, but you would be over the moon if somebody that you thought was somebody was willing to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with you. Oh, my goodness. Every, every real basketball fan in the world uh, would love... If, if Kobe could come back and just sit down and talk basketball with us one time. Uh, you know, the, the lesser fans would you settle for LeBron. Um, uh, but some of y'all, you know, you're, you're into entertainment. Listen, it's, it's beyond me. I don't know how many of y'all remember. Paul, how, who knows who Paul Walker is? Anybody know who Paul Walker is? I look at y'all. Who knows who Thaddeus is? That's one of the 12 apostles, okay? We know more about Taylor Swift and Paul Walker than we know about this book. But I was so blown back. It's been a long time since this little dude died. I don't even know if he's blonde-haired, brown-haired, whatever he was. White actor, Fast and the Furious, and a bunch of other movies. It was stunning. My kids were in school when he died. There were people that didn't even go to school. They were crying on Facebook. I can't get out of bed. I'm broken. I'm like. Nut job. Whack a doodle. You don't know this dude. Too fast, too furious. But they were just, I, and, and, and I finally was, you know, j- jacking my kids up over it one day. And they're like, well, did anybody famous ever die when, when you were young, Dad? I'm like, everybody in my life was famous. I, well, I come from a generation of famous people. Uh, yeah, fa- famous people died. Uh, Elvis died. And then they had me. Because I remember, and and, and Dina will will know this, uh, I remember the day Elvis died, I got on my bicycle and I rode two streets over to Carol Walter's house because she was an Elvis fanatic. She had posters of Elvis. She was in her garage sitting down, head in hand, weeping. And I promise you, if, if, if you got it like People used to go, people are going to this Taylor Swift. They're talking about Taylor Swift and all these Swifties. Uh, I I wish that the body of Christ loved God the way these entertainers fans love these entertainers. Fainting when they come out on stage. Yeah, ain't nobody going to make me faint but God. (laughs) But we, we, we need to understand, hear me good, it is an amazing thing that we can put our eyes on the words that God chose to speak to us. 
and we need to do it more often. So, so we're going to look into this instruction book today, and, and we're going we're to talk about uh, listening. We're going to talk about talking and some other things as well. But I want to start by saying uh, the obvious. We live in a world where people talk way more than they listen. We live in a world so different than any other time in this nation's history because everybody in this room that's over 45, I'm 60, so if you're my age or anywhere near my age, you grew up in a country where for the majority of your life, TV turned off. How many of y'all remember that? 11 o'clock at night, uh, you watch the news, and then uh, they show the flag. They couldn't get away with that now. We, we, we have a group of people lobbying in Congress right now for the removal of flags being flown on people's homes and their businesses because they say that the American flag represents racism and it triggers them. So anyway, off that and back to when, when we were young, they, they, they'd show the flag, they'd play the Star Spangled Banner, and then it'd just go <laughs> snow on the TV for the rest of the night. Well, not now. Not now. You don't, you don't even have to have a TV. You, you have your technology in your hand and, and watch TV. You, I, I can watch every channel on my phone that, that I pay Xfinity to pump in to, to my television. And so we've got all this yak, yak, yak in our minds. Y'all, y'all remember, some of y'all remember the song. I don't know who sang it. Somebody will tell me. Um, but, man, it jumped out at me because I thought, whoo, that's a word right there. Uh, that, 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 that has a godly aspect to it, even though it was a worldly song. My man said, you talk too much. Homeboy, you never. <laughs> wow. America and the world today talks too much. Oh, man. Uh, and some of y'all don't even recognize it. We've got kids. Listen, if, if they're yours, hey, if, 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 hey, if the shoe fits, put it in your mouth and put some hot sauce on it. We've got parents that bring children to the Lord's church, and it is obvious to me that they just let their kids do what their kids want to do because when their kids are running around, jumping on everything, grabbing speaker wires and messing with the sound booth and going in the drum cage, the parents don't even notice it. Well, I'm going to tell you something about my mama. She noticed everything. Lord have mercy. Uh, we, we, didn't get, we couldn't get away with anything inside the house because if mom was in the room, but these kids today, the parents are just so oblivious to it because their kids just running wild all the time. And I just want to say as the old man in the room, uh, y'all driving me crazy. <laughs> I see these kids arguing with their parents in grocery stores. I, I have PTSD about that. But, uh, Little Johnny, don't throw the canned food at the nice lady. But why? Because it might hurt her. But why? Because the cans are hard. Stop negotiating with these terrorists. But why? Listen, they, they, they just talking to these kids, talking. Listen, there's a time to hear me good. Shut up. 
And if you want some great parenting advice, tell that to your children and your grandchildren. Shut up. I had somebody in the church tell me one time, in their house, that's a cuss word. I'm like, man, y'all got no imagination. You got that labeled as a cuss word. You, 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 you obviously never been in the United States Army or Navy, boy. Them Navy boys can do it, can't they, Deacon Scott? Them Navy boys will put cussing on you you never heard in your life. But listen, huh? I, I, well, I started with Army for sure. But uh, we, we need to hear the word of the Lord. We, we need to listen more then we talk, and you would have to go far and wide to find someone like that. And this isn't just for introverts. A lot of people think, well, I'm an extrovert. I have a lot to say. Uh, let me remind you what my man said, who I don't even know. You talk too much. Homegirl, you never. But there was a, there was a rock band that came out in the 70s, they, they finally had a hit in 1983, only hit they had in a 20-plus year career, and the name of their band was Talking Heads. And you can't name very many of their songs, um, but in 1983, 40 years ago, they, they finally stumbled on a hit called Burning Down the House. And that was talking heads. And, and when people say, used the term talking heads in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, that, that typically referred to this one-hit group that, you know, made a lot of money for a long time, having hits that didn't make it into the top ten. But now talking heads have taken on a different mindset. Now talking, if you Googled, and don't do it now. Some of y'all, we, 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 we're not going to do it, but I'd love to just start collecting phones at the door. Well, I read my Bible on my phone. Not the whole sermon you don't. But if you Google on your free time what talking heads means currently, it is someone, and TV Guide, they say, is responsible for this, and I don't even know if they make that magazine. How many of y'all got TV Guide every week? We got TV Guide every week when I was growing up. They, they coined that phrase for people who talked on camera that were only filmed from here up. And that's how they became known as talking heads. But there's never been more talking heads in our head than there is now. 24-hour news channel. There ain't enough good news to tell for 24 hours. I don't know how many of y'all even remember when, when Sports Center came out and we got to get 24 hours. Now, there's a lot to talk about in sports, but politics, they, these people just grinding and grinding and grinding off the same old junk, and they just become known as talking heads. Two of the most famous ones, uh, for, for all the CNN fans, uh, you know Don Lemon. Don, Don Lemon is one of the most listened to talking heads in the world. On the other channel, uh, Fox, you, you got uh, Sean Hannity and people like that, and they're talking heads as well. And some of y'all like one and don't like the other. I need you to open your eyes and hear the truth. They're all lying, twisting their own twist on it to get their own agenda out because none of them love Jesus. If you don't believe me, text me the one you like. And I'll send you a hundred reasons why you shouldn't. 
I don't care who you who your boy, who your girl is. Rachel Maddow, The View, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Tucker Carlson, any of them. Joy Bear, uh, Whoopi Go. Give me any of them. They are not promoting righteousness. They are promoting their own narrative and their own agenda. But let me tell you what they've done. And it's impacted society as a whole. And in our shame, the Lord's church in this generation has allowed the world to impact our behavior. Listen, what goes for them ought not go for us. We're called to a different standard. But because we have watched these people, have it, listen, they invite guests to come on their show and they ask a guest a question and in the middle of the guest trying to answer the question, guess what Don Lemon or Sean Hannity or all of them do? They just walk, walk right over them, talk right over them, interrupt them. That's not, that's not how to communicate. Because here's the thing, you can't listen. The biblical way, if you're always jumping in and talking. I don't know. I don't know how often it happens to you. It happens to me every day. But I, I talk to a lot of people. I have people ringing my phone all day long. Um, and people are calling me on the phone, ask me a question. I, I'll be in the middle of explaining it to them, and they'll be over-talking me, saying, no, 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 that ain't what. You haven't even heard what I'm saying yet. You know, no, knowing me already. That's not communication, y'all. That's pride and arrogance. And it, it's harming the message. Uh, I don't know if you ever talk to anybody. They just keep over-talking you and cutting you off. Then, you, then, then, you get, then, then they get loud, so you got to do what? Er. And when you get er, guess what they get? Er, er. Yes, they do. And then, listen, here's the thing. There's a reason why. Now, I don't abide by this worldly wisdom. Uh, there, but there's a reason why mama and them said don't talk politics or religion at the table. Because people in today's world, now when I was coming up, we used to be able to disagree about some stuff and, and still be, be, be good. You know, we, we can still be friends. Let me tell you one thing right now. Cancel culture, lack of listening, over-talking, arrogant interrupters have put it to the point right now where if you disagree with them on anything, you're the devil. Go ahead and take a different view politically than what your family holds. How's that working out for you, Bliss? Is it tough? Go ahead and take a different point of view about uh, religion or politics than somebody you work with holds. And then go, go ahead and let them know, uh, listen, everybody, and I'm not mad at Donald Trump, no more than I'm mad at any of them. Uh, that none, none of them are, are, are godly, upright people. So I hope some of them are more so than others. But everybody was trying to pretend like Donald Trump was a Christian, and he came out and said, well, as the good book says in 2 Corinthians. He was reading that off a teller. Ain't no real Christian ever said 2. That's 2 Corinthians to any three-year-old who'd been in church one time. Christian. 
Hey, ain't nothing on the rest of them ain't no good either. I mean, Joe Biden makes up a new lie every week. He just can't. He, they, they're calling it the pretend life of the American president now all around the world laughing at us. He, he came out uh, just three days ago and said something. And listen, it's fact checkers out there, y'all. Shut up if you ain't telling the truth. He came out and said, well, when I was a professor at Pennsylvania University, I was teaching that. He and, and everybody, he never taught anything at University of Pennsylvania or any other university at all. Just like when he said he graduated in the top 10% of his class when he, when he graduated factually in the bottom 5% of his class. So, I mean, that's why I said, tell me who your favorite one is. Pick any president you want. Pick any politician you want. Pick any talking head you want. I give you 300. I, I've upped my game from 100 to 300. Well, you can't find nothing on Ronald Ray. Sure I can. Well, you can't find nothing on Barack Obama. Yeah, I can. Tell you who I can't find anything factually incorrect is God. Now, we better stick with this book. These talking heads trying to poison our brain. Trying, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they, they just came into making a lot more money than they'd ever made in their life. And, and he told me, Pastor, I had no idea rich folk pay these kind of taxes. I said, well, everybody should have been taught in school that the American tax code is based on an escalating scale. The more you make, the higher percentage of your income you give to the government. Because he's now giving up over 55% of his income between federal taxes, Social Security, um, and all the other ways they, they dog you down to the government. And I said, well, I'm glad you figured it out because CNN's got us all brainwashed. Uh, I watch these people go out on the street, put a microphone in somebody's face, a normal person. Uh, do you think rich people pay their share? And everyone of them answered the same way. No, they don't even pay taxes. Working people pay all, 57% of people in this country pay zero taxes at all. The top 10% of income earners in this country pay over 95% of all the taxes. But we can't stop Hillary from saying, it's time for the rich people to pay their share. <laughs> He's not liking paying his share, I can promise you that. But welcome to the real world. What am I saying? Don't believe everything you hear on TV. And don't communicate the way these people overtalk each other uh, in arrogance and in pride. Listen to what Proverbs 18, 13 says. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. I'm thinking about getting that tattooed on my face. It, it, it is mind-numbing. Almost every time I have someone call me on the phone, talk to me uh, in my office, Want, want me to buy them lunch so they can ask me some question. As soon as I start talking, like I told you, man, no, no, that, 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 uh, that ain't even what I'm talking about. You haven't even heard what I'm saying. I'm about to answer your question. But we're so used to watching other people just jump right in there. I don't know who it was, uh, some liquor head uh, company. They said, we'll sell no wine before, before it's time. Well, you know church folk know about wine. Oh, man, every alcoholic knows at least one Bible verse. Take some wine for thy stomach's sake. Uh, but 
when, when that man on that commercial for that company said, we'll sell no wine before it's time, I thought, man, they're just, they're just, they're just pimping Bible verses now. You shouldn't speak before it's your time. People used to be able to listen, but not now. Not now. I, I, I watch these people uh, try to have civil discourse uh, about why one group doesn't believe in uh, uh, let, letting children transition at school without telling the parents. And as soon as they try to make their point, they, this, this crazy person is screaming, you're trying to kill us. You want us all dead. Now, I just don't want eight-year-olds deciding they want to be a girl when they're a boy, and I don't want them deciding they want to be a dinosaur or a giraffe either. But they won't listen. People, and it's on both sides. It's on every side. People think that they got all the right answers. They don't even listen. And the Bible says spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Y'all know I got my mama's voice stuck in my head. Uh, I, I, boys, no, my mom would tell me, and she told me one time, and it, it really cut me. She said, boy, all the talking in the world ain't going to save you from this butt whooping. <laughs> my, my mom would, would, would cut it off, and she, she would, and every time she spanked us, she said the same thing. Stop that crying before I give you something. I'm like, this belt, extension cord, baseball bat, golf club, that ain't enough to cry about? Hey, in 2023, that's a prison sentence. <laughs> if they catch you. I told mine, call them. Y'all eat too much anyway. Let them come get you. Spouting off. Kids do it all the time. You really think children are, are, are listening when the parent, the grandparent, the teacher, the, the, the counselor it try, is trying to tell? You really think they're listening or do you think they're just waiting to jump in? Oh, if they're waiting at all. Spouting off before listening to the facts is shameful and it's foolish. It's, it's immaturity. It's how children behave. If, if you're older than five, you ought to listen to what's being said, even if you disagree with it, so you can make your point that is factual and logical in, in, our, in our verse, in our text this morning, James 1.19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. We're going to break it down teachy style this morning. I told you, you ought to take the Bible in uh, bite-sized pieces so you get it down in your spirit, phrase by phrase. Slow down your reading. Just don't brush by it. You won't get comprehension that way. That's why I tell you, pay attention to the punch punctuation it'll perfect your understanding when you see a comma pause on that you see a question mark figure out what's being asked you see an explanation point figure out what the urgency is we're going to look at this real quick and we're going to try to make it make sense the first two words in this sentence are what understand this understand this hear me good if you don't get anything out of this message today get this it, it, it's not enough. Don't, don't just read it. Don't just quote it. Understand it. Read it with comprehension. Learn it to where you can apply it. Uh, the, the Greek clause for this two-word phrase in the beginning of 
this sentence literally means this. It means to perceive something in such detail that you're fully able to understand what must be done about what you've just heard. Now, if I told my sister, who's our church administrator, go in my office, pick up my little red Bible, there's a paper underneath there, bring that to me. She would go in my office, pick up the red Bible on my desk, get the paper underneath the red Bible, and bring it to me. You know what 99% of the rest of the world would do? They'd come back in after 20 minutes of hunting. Pastor Scott, where you say the paper was? I said it in English, didn't I? You speak English, right? Yeah, but you just don't listen. You don't, you don't understand to the point where you grasp it so readily that you're able to act on it. There's a lot of people that can quote Scripture, but they don't understand it. So they can't act on it. And our job is to obey the God we say that we love. We, we got to get past uh, just knowing what it says, and we got to start doing what it says. So understand it. I want you to make it your mission to read the Word of God every day. And when you read the Word of God every day, I want you to make it your mission to find something in what you read that you understand. That you can say, oh, bet, I, I'm going to do that. And start doing what it says. Perceive it with such depth that you're able to act upon it. Then the next phrase he says, my dear brothers and sisters. Now, we're a Bible teaching church. We talk a lot about hermeneutics, the art and science of properly interpreting the scripture. And I've told you that the Bible many times is addressing unbelievers. Many times the Bible is specifically addressing different nationalities, specifically Jews or non-Jews. Uh, and other times the Bible is addressing Christians. So it's imperative when you read the Bible to figure out who's God talking to. Well, one of the best keys to figure out that we've talked a lot about is anytime the writer says us, that's including himself. Anytime it says we, he's including himself. If he says they, it's not us, it's them. And when he says brothers and sisters, we or us, He's primarily, not always, but more likely than not, talking to what type of people? Christians. So if you're saved at all, if you call yourself any measure of Christian, then you fit into this brother and sister category, and this is for you, say me. This is for us that claim the brotherhood, the sisterhood in Christ. And, and then if you look, uh, put the verse back on the screen. For me, sound booth. It, it, it says, my dear brothers and sisters. We got another punctuation right there. Somebody tell everybody what that is. That's a colon. So anytime you see punctuation, you ought to stop, reread the phrase. Get it in bite-sized pieces where you can digest it. You, my dear brothers and sisters. Uh, he's talking to saved people. And if you're saved, you need to understand this truth. Well, I, wrote, I wrote this down. I want to read it word for word. I meant to put it on the screen, but I didn't. Here it is good. Christians expect too much from lost people and not enough from themselves. Well, we just need to stop all the violence. You ain't going to stop all the violence. 
well, we, 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 we need to stop all the hatred. You ain't going to stop the hatred. We need to stop all the racism. You ain't going to stop the racism in the world. Uh, listen, you can't legislate holiness from lost people. You can't barely get Christians to do right. But Christians are looking at every, people in general, looking at everybody else. Well, you know, it's the government. Well, it's the system. It's the man keeping me. Everybody's got a scapegoat to blame. Why in the world would you expect this evil, God-hating, Jesus-rejecting world to uh, do anything right in the eyes of God? I told you before, I'll tell you again. If I go over to your house and you have a dog, and I see that dog crawl on all four legs, walk up to a bowl with water in it, stick its head down in the bowl, lap water out of the bowl, come up with wet all over the dog face. I'm not going to think twice about that. Why? Dogs do dog things. But if I see one of your children crawl around on all fours, put their head inside that dog dish, uh, we're going to have to talk about that. Why? Because we ought to expect more out of certain people than others. And I'm going to tell you this. It's even other Christians. Pastor, listen, it, it's insane. Y'all expect more out of me than you expect out of yourself. Oh, well, you're the pastor. Listen, I've been a person longer than I've been a pastor. I came into this world with a sin nature just like you did. I grew up on the west side of Jacksonville being ignorant. All we knew how to do was party, get people pregnant, do drugs, fight, go to church. You, you think that crowd don't go to church? Oh, they go to church. But we think about what others aren't doing. We expect them to do stuff. Listen, I expect way more out of my own children than I expect out of yours. But I'm, I'm, not, going, I'm not going to do to your kids what I do to mine. And it ain't your business. How, 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 I, how I raise my children, that's between me and God. And not the government. These idiots in Congress right now talking about, well, the school system and the politicians know better for the children than the parents do. And we need to, we, we need to be in charge of educating the children and not let them. They, they had the FBI show up at a parent uh, uh, open, open meeting, school board meeting, and they, they said the parents were all terrorists and they needed because they wanted to tell the school board what they could and couldn't teach their children. I thought, man, y'all going to keep poking the bear long enough. Ain't nobody going to send their kids to school. Brainwashing, indoctrinating these young people. But we ought to expect more out of ourselves than other people. I've told you. I hear all these people talk about, well, I'm just offended. I, 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 I asked Elder Keon a question. He, he walked off like he didn't even hear me. Maybe he didn't hear you. Did you ever think of that? Oh, no, he heard me. How do you know what someone else heard? You don't. But you're just offended. Oh, I, I, mm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to join the rest of the quitters. I, I just, I, Pastor Scott just gets on my nerve. Well, why are your nerves so easily got on? Pride? You can't offend a dead person. The Bible says, die to your flesh. Walking around offended. At I never met one person tell me, Pastor Scott, I'm just offended at myself. 
My lack of prayerfulness just offends me. No, they ain't going to do that. They're going to climb on some deacon somewhere. They're going to, uh, listen, I've told y'all, and I've told y'all, and I've told y'all, and it still goes down. Listen, God doesn't have sins that are better than other sins. All sins are horrible in God's eyes. We, we got this crowd of people saying, oh, I saw, I, I saw uh, Sister So-and-so at a restaurant, and she had alcohol. I said it. At her table. Okay. Well, do you have alcohol? No, I don't drink. Oh, but you ain't said nothing about smoking, though, have you? Pastor Scott, did you know so-and-so was smoking in the parking lot? I told you what I say. Do you know you're gossiping right now and hating people? Get your own life together. <laughs> Getting in everybody else's business. That's, that's where people expecting more out of somebody else than out of yourself. That's the difference between Christianity and religion. That's the difference between real Christ followers and Pharisees and hateful, high-minded, nose-in-the-air church people because if... You take the word of God and apply it to yourself and hold yourself to a standard. That's Christianity. When you start putting it on other people and not living it yourself, you're going to hell with everybody else. Well, at least I do. Oh, shut up. God expects his children to love him and obey him. God's not saying if the, if the dope dealer uh, will get off the corner, the neighborhood will get better. God's not saying if the pornographers will, 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 will stop doing porn. No, he said if my people, which are called by my name, God has a standard for his children that doesn't apply to all these lost folk. Whom he loved, he chases. I ain't never spanked your children, and I'm not going to, unless you ask me to and sign a document. I told y'all I was at the, I don't even know if it's still there on, uh, what's that road, Commonwealth, that West Side DMV, right off 295 in Commonwealth. They had this little boy acting so, they're not there anymore. Is that restaurant still there inside the hotel? Okay, anyway, I was in there one day doing my business, you know, taking 900 hours to, you know, do two minutes worth of work. And this one boy, little white boy, terrorizing his mama. And, and he was just, he hit her so many times and told her to shut up. You can't tell me this. And I finally leaned in. I said, ma'am, I will take this belt off right now. And I'll beat the skin off this child for you if you'll let me. She should, she should have gave me a tithe and an offering. She, 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 she should have got my phone number for future reference. She grabbed her little son and looked at me like I'm the devil. What's wrong with y'all? And I said, white, it ain't just white kids and black kids too. I had a church member one time say, well, Pastor, you know in, in, in the black community, we, we raise our children better, better than white folks. 
Well, how they out there in jail on drugs? How they out there dipping and tripping and slipping? This is universal. But God has an expectancy on us. Say expect. God expects some things. And he tells us what they are behind this colon. He, he tells us that you must all be. Say be. You must. It's not optional. Not if you want to be blessed by God. But Pascal, I don't understand why God ain't coming through for me. Because you ain't doing what he said you must do. My children have no delusion. If, if they say, Dad, can we go get a milkshake? And I say, yeah, clean up the kitchen, take trash out, and we'll go. They're, they're not wondering, I don't know why Dad won't take us to go get. They know exactly why they ain't left to go get a milkshake yet. Trash ain't out. Dishes ain't washed. We got Christians sitting around. When's God going to come through? When are you going to come through for God? He done told us all these things we must do. He gave us commandments, not suggestions. People define authority so much in this generation, they feel like they can pick and choose what's acceptable to God. But I want to tell you something. You might talk to your mama that way, and she don't break your teeth out of your mouth. You might talk to the police that way, and they don't lock you up. You might talk to the principal and your teacher that way, but you can't get over on God. You must all be. Well, you know, that's for other people. No, 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 no. If you call yourself a Christian, all Christians must be. Say be. I love that word be. I don't have time to teach it out. Um, but, but I do want to write, read some of the etymology behind that word be uh, because it's not an option. And, and it, grammatically, it, if you study words and word meaning and if you really look deep into the grammar and the tense and, and, and uh, the different parts of speech, that phrase must be is in the first person singular present indicative tense. Y'all all got that? Y'all, 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 y'all learned that in sixth grade, right? Verb tense. This verb must be, it, it's in the, it, I'll read it to you again, it's in the first person. Who's the first person? Me. It, it, it's in the singular I ain't got to worry about nobody else. Me alone. I must be. And it's in the president indicative. That's something that must be done and it must be done now. So when God says you must all be, he is expecting you to hold that as your standard. Worry about are you doing what God said you must do and get off your neighbor, get off the government, get off. The preacher, get off everybody that you, you, you think should be doing better, and you be. You must be. And then he gives us some things that we must be. Now, here, here, here's, uh, stay with that real quick, sound booth. You must be. He didn't say you must have been. I get this all the time. Any new person comes here, oh, Pastor Scott, I, I, used, I, used, to, uh, I used to lead worship. Uh, you don't even sing in our church. I mean, you, you ain't even on this praise team. What you used to be. Oh, Pastor Scott, I was baptized in 19. Uh, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost in 1987, spoke in tongues. I used to have a healing man. What you been ain't what you be. Talk, talking about yesterday's faith. Yesterday's faith won't carry you for today. Jesus said when you pray to the Father, say, give us this day. 
our daily bread. You need faith for today. Some of y'all used to be, but God said you must be. This is in the present indicative tense, and I want you to start getting present tense about what God says to do. That's not going to change my life any. Uh, I, I already told y'all, this, this ain't Bishop Bobo's church. I don't take money out of offering plate. If we take up $3 today or $3 million today, my check tomorrow will be the exact same as it was last week and for the last years on years on years. So I'm not saying do this for me. I'm saying do this because God said to do it. And here, here's, what, here's some of the things he said you must be. If God says you must do something, is, is that optional? No. Well, why do we take it like it's optional? Why, why do we act like we can if we want to? And I ain't hurting nobody but myself. You're hurting God. The Bible says that God is so concerned about his children that we can grieve him. And then he goes into the first thing. He said, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. I don't have time to teach out all these, all these verbs and all these root word meanings, uh, but... Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they were just cutting you off, cutting you off, cutting you off, or with a child specifically because of shameful, foolish, and immature behavior to talk over someone like that? Have you ever had to tell them, now just hold on. Just hold on. See, they're not listening. They're not being quick about it. They're not, they're not doing it right away. you got to tell them 900 times. Just, just hold on. Well, I asked, I'm going to get there. Well, you're not telling me facts. Shut up and listen. Real Christian must be quick to listen. I want you to notice listening is a skill that can be developed. And it is a skill not often found in the world today. Do you know why people overtalk? each other? Do you know why people uh, interrupt each other? Do you know why people can't wait to get their two cents in? Pride. Arrogance. Think you know it all. Nobody knows it all. Everybody's ignorant about something. Be quick to listen. You ought to, you ought to practice listening skills. Do you know you can make millions of dollars a year as a professional listener? Some, some of y'all go and pay, pay therapists. Uh, I got a buddy who is a, a licensed professional uh, mental health counselor, and he, he always says, you know, we, we laugh at you pastors behind y'all's back. I said, I know you do, but what for? He said, we, we always say, y'all the dummies people go to for free for, they come and pay us. And it's true. Uh, but when, do you know what the average therapist is doing? He's sitting there. She's sitting there. You're talking. They're doodling. You think they're writing? They ain't writing no notes. They're doodling. And, and, and they're not half paying attention to what? Because they don't want you to get better. Why would they want you to get better? If you get better, you're not going to show up next Tuesday night for $285 an hour. Their goal is not to get you better. Their goal is to keep you coming. They got bills. You come. Hey, I, I, I'll tell you. I'm an aggressive counselor. I'm aggressive in general, but I'm an aggressive counselor. I, I'll tell you in, in, within three minutes exactly what your problem is, what you need to do to fix it. But that's not what people want to hear. 
All, all that $200 an hour counselor's got to do is, is just ask you about your past and then just give you the same phrase for year on year. Well, how'd that make you feel? I can get that off Dr. Phil. You're just going to tell me, how did that make you feel? I'm in here paying you money. Mm. They're getting paid to listen. Because people don't go to counselors to get better. People don't come into my office to, 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 to get better. They come in for a cosign. I can't tell you how many couples I've sat down with over the 22-year history of this church. And, and uh, one person is like, she did this. And I'll be like, well, what about what you did? Oh, no, well, we're here to talk about her. Or, well, he did this. What about, well, we're here to talk about him. And they're like, oh, so you really don't want a real discussion. You really don't want to find out what the problem is. You just want me to gang up on the other one with you. You learn how to listen, you make a lot of money. If that's what God's calling you to do. But listening is a skill. And we've been commanded not just to listen, but be quick to listen. Prioritize listening over talking. How many of y'all know you, you can have that 20-minute long conversation with your children? They didn't hear a word you said. Womp, 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 womp. Ladies, you tell that long-winded story to your husband. He, he already checked out on you. Baby, let me tell you what happened on the way to work this morning. Do you know what the man wants to hear next? What happened on the way to work this morning, babe? Well, well, well before I went to work, did you, did you know, uh, I had to, I had to uh, put, we didn't put food, we didn't put any food out for the cat last night. So I was putting out food for the, and, and, and all the man's thinking one thing. What's the man thinking? What happened on the way to work? Well, uh, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but uh, I had the hardest time getting dresses. <laughs> Nothing looked right. I tried on 14 different outfits, and I just wasn't happy with any of them. You know the blue shoes? The blue shoes I just got. You talking about blue shoes, cat food? See, people don't prioritize listening. Now, y'all, if, if, you want, if you want to... If you want to love that, that person, and, and I, do what I tell you to do, men. Chew on the inside of your cheek to keep you present. Bite the inside of your lip. Scrunch your toes up real hard. Scream. Instead of, because every man's screaming in his own head at that point. Land the plane. Land the plane. Tell it what happened on the way to work. Don't do that. She wants you to listen. So you, you, I tell, I tell men and men, I like scrunch your toes up, bite inside. Just keep telling yourself, hang in there, dude. Hang in there, dude. Hang in there, dude. And next, next 18 hours, she's going to tell me what happened on the way to work. We're all going to be old and dead by the end, but she's going to get to it. Listening is a skill. And we need to become better at doing it. Not only did he say be quick to, do it right away. Don't have to have somebody say, are you even listening to what I'm saying? Did you even hear what I said? That's not quick to listen. That, that's barely listening, if at all. But not just prioritize listening, not just be an active listener from the very beginning. Don't wait till mom and them have to yell at you and say, wake up and pay attention. No, be an active listener. It's what God said to do. Then he said, you must 
be slow to speak. Woo. It's real preaching right here. This is the word of the Lord right here. Listen here, all you extroverts. Y'all got too many words to say in one day? Pray more. Talk to people less. You got to get your words out. Uh, experts will tell you, women need to say 40,000 words a day. Men need to say 300 words a day. Man comes home from work. He already said all his words on the job. How's the job? Good. Well, what happened? Baby, it was work. Well, anything happened? Yeah, work. We going to eat? Slow to speak. Prioritize listening above speaking. Quick to listen. Slow. See, most people are quick to speak and barely listen. God said for his children to be quick to listen and slow to speak. You can't be a good listener if you're, if you're just ready to talk all the time. Try, try, listen, I'm going to wrap this up, but I, I, lo I love this because all experts agree on it, and most experts don't agree on things all the time. And, but every expert ha that's ever talked about this subject has the exact same conclusion. Do you know that the majority of people, when they meet someone new and they introduce each other by name, 10 seconds later can't remember the name of the person that just said, my name's Bill. And all the experts agree. Why would you not remember? He just said my name is Bill. How do you not know that? Because you wasn't listening. And here's what the experts say. They're too busy thinking about themselves. They're too busy thinking about how's my breath? Is my zipper down? Do I got a bat in the cave? Is my hair right? Uh, am I presenting well? They're, they're so overly concerned with themselves, they don't even remember the man's name is. Yeah. Too fast to speak. Can't listen. Too fast to speak. Then it, then it says... Slow to get angry. <laughs> well, some people are quick to get angry. We say they got a short fuse. They got a hot temper. I told y'all, this is God's truth about my mama. Some of y'all are like, he ain't talking about his mama. Uh, you ought to talk about yours too. My mom, her whole life, oh, she's in her 80s now, and, you know, she finally let her hair uh, go gray, but her whole life, she dyed her hair red. My mom is not no redhead. I no redheads in my family. My mom got no red hair. She dyed her hair red her entire adult life because she said it matches my personality because I'm a fireball. Yeah, that's feisty. She thought that bought her an excuse to be mean to people. <laughs> Some of y'all like, oh, well, you know, I, my, my, I, I'm, I'm from the hood. We, that's just how we go in. Uh, no, not if you're a Christian. Well, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my, my people are from Italy. We're, we're just very affectionate. Not with some other man's wife, you better not be. making all these excuses. Some people just get hot, quick, quick. And the Bible says be slow to get angry. This, this is another skill that can be developed.
But you got to start developing these skills as a Christian because we're not going to usher in the next great revival. We're not going to see God heal our land. We're not going to see God come through uh, and rain down righteousness on this city until we start doing what he told us to do. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. That's what verse 19 said. And if we don't obey verse 19, we are going to be guilty of verse 26. A couple more verses down. James chapter 1 verse 26 says, if you claim to be religious. Now, that's not using religious in a bad context right there, as sometimes we do. If you claim to be spiritual, godly, but you don't control your tongue, listen to what God says. You're just fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. You wonder why nobody wants to hear what you got to say? Because they don't feel like you ever listen. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and they ain't going to know how much you care until you listen to them. So we got some work to do. Now, if we, so we, we'll either, if we disobey verse 19, we're going to find ourselves with our religion looking worthless. But if we obey verse 19, then we can step into the promise of chapter 3, verse 2. In the book of James, and I'm done with this. It says, indeed, come on, Victor, we all make many mistakes. For if we would control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Now, in closing, I want to ask you this. Can you trust God's word? Does God know what he's saying? Is what he's saying right? Does the word work? The word works if you work it. But if you don't work it, it ain't going to work for you. You want your finances to get better? Start, start, start controlling your tongue. You want your children to get better? Start controlling your tongue. You want your career to get better? Start controlling your tongue. You want to break habits that, that you know you should break? Start controlling your tongue. You want to break addictions that you know you need to break? Start controlling your tongue. You want to see God bring healing to your children and to your marriage and to your relationship? Start controlling your tongue. Tons of other verses. I'm not even going to read them. I got 10 more verses on that page. I'm not even going to read them. The Bible says that the tongue is full of evil. It's set on the fire of hell. You can do so much damage with it. God said, if you learn how to control your tongue, you're going to be perfect. And you're going to have control in every other way. Pastor, I just wish I could be better at pop, pop. Start controlling your tongue. It's a promise from God. Let God be true and everybody else a liar. God will not lie to us. Start well, it's just hard for me. Well, boo-hoo. You, th- you think for, well, I can't say every man because some people got too much sugar in the tank. But for every real man in the room, you think it ain't hard for every real man in the room to, to not slap somebody in the face when they act ignorant? That's every man, every real man's go-to. But we don't get that. In Christ, we get turned the other cheek. You, 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 you grew up t- telling all your girlfriends that you cheated on. You said, I, who was it, Bootsy? Why must I be like that? Why must I chase that cat? What? Number the dog in me. 
Excuse after excuse after excuse. Like you can't do better. In Christ, he will enable you to do. We're walking around talking about, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. You can't even read your Bible five days in a row. Shut up. Pastor, oh, you just can't outgive God. He's so good. You ain't even trying. Control your tongue in every other way is going to get better for you. You want to reach your family members for Christ? Control your tongue. It's all going to get better from there. Quick to hear. Slow to speak. Don't get angry. And go off on. Well, I had to give them a piece of my mind. The body of Christ should not be giving a piece of our mind to anyone. We should be sharing with them the mind of Christ and the love of God. That's what the world needs to hear. Not a piece of our mind. Pray with me. God, thank you. For your word. Thank you for this instruction. I pray, God, that you would let us take it to heart, not just to hear it, God, but to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast and visit us on the web at AOCFnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.